With Jason Sheedy, uh, Checkpoint is the short film played at the Sci-Fi Fantasy Film Festival. I really like this film a lot. It's because it's got a great concept to it. It's like it's kind of got one of those kind of gimmick kind of uh, concepts. But at the same time, there's a lot of depth to it. And it reminded me of a video game, but video game with like with a, with an actual kind of like not the, not the chagrin the video games, but with an actual kind of point to it, I guess, right? Like, a, like there's there's a lot of th- uh, strong thematics in your film. So tell me about the concept. Like, where did you come up with this concept to make this film? Sure, sure. Yeah, first of all, thanks for, I mean, having, I'd love to have the chance to talk about the film and um, love being a part of this. Uh, but yeah, it's, everything you said is totally on point. Yeah, I mean, it, to be fair, it initially started out with a gimmick. You know, my buddy and I, Matt, when we were thinking about it, we're like, we wanted to do something that sort of had a video game aspect to it um just because we are both gamers and kind of interested in that sci-fi horror space we thought you know what what could we do that would come up with sort of all these sort of just different fun scenarios and something that would maybe we i think initially we thought of the the openings i mean especially with trying to sort of make shorts in the the internet world you're like how can we you know how can we catch an audience member and keep them and we're like what if like you know the first 30 seconds like you just see this guy walk out and he just explodes you know, and then we sort of, yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll um, interest the audience for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're like, but then, you know, he comes back up and, you know, he, the, the looping thing is obviously nothing new, certainly not claiming any originality on that, you know, but we thought our, one of the ways we could spin it and I'm sure it's, you know, obviously still been done in some way, shape or form, but um, the idea of having him come back and seeing his remains, you know, so it's not just strictly a time loop. It's sort of, yeah. well, he dies and then he can sort of like see his body learn from his mistakes and eventually kind of like use his body. And that's, that's where we kind of came up with the, the greed aspect. Um, again, it kind of initially started as a joke. Like, I think it was Matt was like, you know, what if he like looted his own body? That'd be funny. Um, that's your director of photography, I'm, right? It seemed like you have a very yeah. small collaboration with uh, Matthew Noonan. Is that correct? Yeah. Matthew Noonan. So me, Matt and Brett, uh, who's the star of the film have our, I mean, we're all like good friends outside of the, the projects we do, but we kind of have this little, I guess, collective, if you will, uh, where we kind of just try to work on stuff together. Uh, but yeah, so it sort of, it sort of, I guess, just sort of branched out from there with just these, you know, quick little like ideas or gimmicks or jokes or whatever, and then trying to find a way to like inject some heart or yes, yeah, some, some more depth or something into it. Or like, well, if, if he loses his own corpse, you know, maybe, maybe there's something to play off with greed there. And then that led into sort of this Dante's Inferno-esque, like, you know, redemption of sin thing. And, uh, you know, then we, then we thought it'd be neat to like have almost this um, Avengers style, you know, not a superhero thing because they're certainly not superheroes but you know what if what if there was sort of this team up thing that happened at the end that was sort of a way to to take that that single story and then hopefully you know branch it into a much larger story to where you know everything you've just seen um is sort of a smaller piece of a much bigger story yeah 100 percent. that's what i meant it's like there's there's something here there's something there's a great concept within this context i just want to talk about your lead actor uh that's brett brooks right yep he he's fantastic and like i know it's like it's like because it's like he's he's kind of like has this man's man vibe to it to him and a lot of actors can't kind of pull that off these days but he's perfectly casted and he's like got the great great face for the close-up so he's he, like you said he's a friend of yours like you guys collaborated in the past before yeah so we, we've known each other since college um but no brett's great and he's very talented um outside of being an actor he's also like a very talented illustrator graphic novelist uh, but he's sort of my go-to guy because he's always willing to, you know, put up with the stuff we've got to do. Like um, we were lucky. It was, it was supposed to be crazy hot when we shot this and it actually was crazy cold. It was weirdly the opposite. Um, but he's always, you know, willing to do that and kind of like give it his all no matter what. So that, you know, once you say action, like he goes all in. 
Yeah, he's got, um, no, he's, he's got really great eyes. Like he's got these kind of like something has happened in the past <laughs> eyes kind of yeah. thing. Like he's been through 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 the runner eyes. So right. For we always we always joke because the last uh we sort of gave ourselves a challenge. Um we we talked about our, our previous film on this as well. Uh, Fenestra was a short sci-fi we did, and that was the the first of the these three sci-fi films we did over the course of about a year. Um, and Brett's been in all of them and it was just kind of funny because they've all had very limited dialogue. Um, so he's just like, you know, we're going to work on a project where I get to talk, but yeah. I, I do think there's a lot to say about, yeah, he, he can carry a lot of emotional weight with just expressions. And I, I always find that fascinating and always kind of a, a cool thing to play off, of, especially for shorts, you know, just being yeah, able to, especially this film, right. Cause it is needed because it's, there's, there's like the audience needs to catch up to the concept and they have to like root for this character because if they don't care about the character, even though he doesn't say much, like he, then we don't like, then, then the, the concept doesn't work. Right. Like we, there's, sure. there's gotta be some emotional kind of a uh, connection that we have to have with them without really establishing who he is. Right. So. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Because that, cause you get right to it. So tell me, okay. So people are watching, you're going to watch this film first 30 seconds. You kind of said that he blows up. So how do you do that? Like how, how does that get done? Like, how does that, like, what's good, like, take us behind the scenes of like, obviously post-production, like, how does that get, how does that get accomplished? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, some of it's trial and error. A lot of, I mean, I watch a ton of, you know, YouTube tutorials. Like I love, you know, video co-pilot and film riot and just things that, you know, these, these talented filmmakers or creatives just basically like, you know, take these movies and effects throughout, you know, the last however long and kind of teach mm -hmm. you ways to do them. And, you know, the idea is always to sort of like show you the process, but then, you know, you can kind of take it and make it your own. So, I mean, especially nowadays, I'm fortunate to be able to like, you know, Google or YouTube most things and be like, how do I do this? Or what's, what's the, what's a way to at least try to do this and see if I can, you know, manage that. Um, I'm fortunate enough to have some friends that are VFX artists as well that can kind of like coach me in some of the ways, some of them that actually like did help well with the film, you know, some of the animation for the creatures or compositing. The sky, um, but I think the sky kind of like we're alien, some sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I definitely his I eyes. Know, right. You had to do his eyes. Right. His <laughs> eyes. Yeah. There was there was about I think there was somewhere around 120, 130 effect shots, um, wow. which I mean, yeah, compared to like, you know, a Marvel movie or something nowadays, it's kind of like small potatoes. But for our yeah, for a short for me, it was like, film, you don't have two two hundred million dollars to throw at the film either. Right. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for us, it was sort of like a whoa, this is this is quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I, I, a lot of times it was, I mean, simply just like, here's how we think what could work and, you know, and getting into the, the post thing and just trying to find a way to make it work basically with the footage you had. And, um, I mean, a lot of times, like for any effect shot, you know, we're always shooting, you know, we're shooting the actor in the scene, we're shooting a clean plate. We're trying to involve as many like practical elements as possible. Like for the explosion specifically, it was like, well, what'll help sell this shot? Like, you know, throwing some shredded clothing in the air. So, you know, after we have this digital effect of blood and, fire yeah. you know you can see that real world element also in the shot just to kind of um just to kind of help sell that a bit more you know whether that's real life dust or debris or whatever we can put in there to kind of merge with the effects yeah that's awesome okay so i love the concept of like <clears throat> as you alluded to we're like he it's not like mario we're like we're like you see a dead mario along the way in the video game when he asked, like, when you die you need to go back to the beginning right that would have made my childhood a lot more like <laughs> scarring <laughs> you know, can you imagine? <laughs> you just see like decapitated Mario and yeah. left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, but it's like this this film, it's like you see the blood at the beginning, and then and then but it like the glue to the video game, it's like 
you know, when you play a video game, it's like, oh, the, the snake kills you. And then you figure out how to beat the snake. And then you kind of show that in the film too, right? As the dead version of him is be lays beside him. So it's got that video game kind of aspect, but it's got the depth of like that, you know what I mean? There's like, what's going on here? Why are there different versions of him? Like why, what is this, some universe portal or whatever, right? Then it gets the audience intrigued, I guess, right? No, for sure. And it, it was kind of an interesting to play with thematically, like as we kind of developed the story, because it was like, it, and it, I mean, again, let's just going into these more like, you know, heady things where it is just this illusion of progress, you know, like you see him learning from his mistakes and like what you think is, you know, him making progress, but at the end only to return to the beginning and realize that he's, he's made no progress. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed just kind of playing with like how, cause it's very, and stuff we didn't even think about, like, you know, like the, the idea of him like looting his body was just sort of like, I, like I said, like a joke at first, but then he's literally like taking coins, which is like way more close to a video game than we were even initially thinking. Like, yeah. it's just, it's kind of funny that it worked out with the greed element, you know, cause obviously in a video game, you know, Mara, you're always collecting coins and this and that. But um, yeah, I think it was, it was really fun to just sort of take those tropes, I guess, and try to find a way to tie them into like a bigger thematic sort of journey that this guy would end up going on the the the, the, the genius of your film is the transitions and because it, they're so hard to do right transitions are very difficult to do and so tell because you're going like how many transitions like a hundred like maybe like at least 50 different transitions of versions of himself so was everything storyboarded in advance with your cinematographer did you guys have this film completely planned out in advance of like frame by frame yeah, for the most part. So we actually, we went to that location probably two or three times, uh, myself, Matt and Brett, and basically shot the whole thing just, you know, haphazardly, like, you know, we had yeah. like, you didn't have the same camera, we just kind of went out, you know, had like a, a cheaper version of the costume that Brett was in just to kind of see how it looked. Uh, and basically just went through every shot we thought we were going to get. And I came back and edited, put in, you know, temp effects and sort of just like played it through as a way to be like, okay, what effect shots work? What don't work? You know, does this translate like does this flow okay uh but yeah so we we tried to plan this one out i think primarily because there were so many effect shots we wanted to make sure that yeah. um you know we weren't going to like shoot ourselves in the foot if one didn't work so that was a good way to go out and like test it and make sure we had a process for how we were going to complete everyone uh, but yeah, yeah. I absolutely went out and video storyboarded the entire thing because when you're editing the film together right like you're you gotta like everything's kind of match there's got to be a, a flow, I guess, right? When you have, it's especially that because you, you kind of have like a, a certain montage, I guess, really at the like three to five minute mark where you kind of like showing a lot, like you're giving, you're showing a lot of effects. You're showing like the progression of who he is until I guess he meets the the girl, I guess, right? And then the movie kind of slows down a little bit and kind of like, and like, and kind of like, and then all of a sudden the story begins in, in many aspects, I guess, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I think there was sort of that like, you know, fun and game sort of montage yeah, in the beginning, but yeah. just to kind of just to show the struggle and and we really wanted to kind of hone that in as like this guy's been through a lot and through a lot just to make that moment where he essentially resets the beginning all the more impactful where it's like you've you've seen him, you know, you would expect, you know, after that montage and he's made progress to sort of have some sort of like resolution moment where instead it kind of flips it and becomes more of a problem or yeah. sort of sets you up for the next problem he's going to face. Um, but yeah. yeah, there's also like an underlying comedic aspect to it where it's like it's like Groundhog Day, right, where you see his frustrations. Absolutely. Yeah, we wanted we wanted to have fun with it and make it, you know, certainly entertaining and, and try to find like ways to make, you know, punch up the humor without it being 
so you could still take it seriously, but there were still moments where you could kind of like have a, just a fun laugh or whatever it was, you know, whether he's like when he doubles back for the coins or even in just some of the death scenes, you know, we, we certainly didn't want it to be like so dark to where it was just, you know, you were yeah. seeing this guy tortured <laughs> over five minutes. We tried and to you could have done that, that too, sense. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, I think tonally, you know, we were trying to find something that was in that action sci-fi space that um, was, was a little bit lighter, I guess. Like we didn't want it to be so dark um that you know it was like torturous i guess yeah so so tell me about the the effects like how did who created the dinosaur is that is that a dinosaur or like a reptile like what would you describe it we'll call it a dinosaur just because hey then i can say i had a dinosaur in my movie yeah. um yeah a lot of so those models a lot of them um I believe all of them actually are from turbo squid so especially with like you know being in like the indie space and and trying to like the my main goal too with these shorts is to like you know shoot them and then sort of get them out like certainly not rush them out but you know get them done in a timely manner so where it's you know not two or three years of you know my life like dedicated to one thing so we can yeah. keep working on things so i i definitely rely on sites like turbo squid or pond five a lot you know where you can get great music or you can get like cool models that have already been you know built um so that you've already sort of bypassed you know maybe the two or three months that it would have taken to do that yeah um but yeah so i, I definitely take advantage of that a lot um and yeah, I, I just, I think there's already, you know, so many talented people that have made some things for that purpose. So to me, it makes sense to find what works for your film and this massive library you have and, uh, and use it. Gotcha. Yeah. So then, so the post-production I'm, I'm assuming took a long time to, to accomplish. That was definitely the bulk of it. Yeah. I, I think, um, uh, I, it, you know, it's just typical, like working out at nights and weekends, um, you know, taking some time off work here and there to, to get in some some longer days but i would say from start to finish it was somewhere around like six months yeah so that's pretty good for a 10 minute with all the effects that you have like do you do you work in the industry yourself or yes yeah, so i'm an editor full-time so i work for a post-production house here in atlanta that specializes mostly in like commercial and like branded content no, um, which no is great because it's so yeah. so chris talking about the transitions like no wonder the editing is so like professional so <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely, I feel like I direct for the edit a lot. Of, like I kind of sort of know what I, what I want to get out of it as yeah. far as I'm just going to message here. Um, I want, I know what I want to get out of it as far as like, you know, once I first see it and then, then it's just sort of that challenge of how do I, you know, on, on the day of make sure I get that shot that plays up the way I can see it in my head. And I mean, that's always a challenge, I guess, for anybody. Yeah. But at the same time, you'll, it's, you're never going to get exactly what you want. Right. And it's also dangerous. No. Yeah. Well, right. Cause you as an editor yourself, you don't want to have be like, kind of cornered into to doing a sequence because you only shot that sequence, I guess, too, right? For sure. Yeah. For this one, like normally, yeah, I think we would shoot a little bit more coverage, you know, for doing something like a dialogue scene. Yeah. Um, for this, it was more specific. So like most of the shots that are in the final film, we like video storyboarded. So like we'd shoot, you know, all versions of them when we were in that pre-production phase. But then we only shot basically the, the version that you film is like the take. Like we didn't have much coverage outside of that but yeah. we were able to get away with it because we'd already done our video storyboards and made sure it worked um but yeah no it's it's definitely i feel like the editing side is is very helpful and yeah it again just kind of helps me realize like yeah i can i can make that work or that's i'm over my head with that i, I don't think i can do that yeah it's even your casting of in the end of uh and i don't want to give too much away but there's like some featured i guess background performers mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh they're fantastic it's like you got a big guy and a small guy and a heavy guy it's like but they're all kind of like fit into the trope of what you're doing like where who are all these your friends or like where did you find all these cast of characters yeah definitely mostly friends there's definitely some seasoned actors in there 
Yeah. Uh, but, you know, uh, some of it was just like, hey, what's up? Can you wear this outfit for this thing? You know, seven hours is Saturday. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but in, in considering, you know, it's it's a lot of just like dramatic posing. <laughs> no, that's exactly well, no. That's what I mean. Like, I don't want to undermine their, their performance, but it's like they're, yeah, they're, yeah, they're just, I guess you would call them, they would get a credit, I guess, in the film, I guess, right? For sure. Yeah, no, absolutely. They, they all did great. And yeah, no, to be fair, like, yeah, if, if anybody was off, like, I feel like that you tell, especially when there are shots like that. Where 100%, they're they were fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember we were doing, there's some, again, I'm not trying to give too much away, but there's some singles that we would did with all of them. And that was really fun because that's when you kind of, you everybody gets their moment at the end to kind of shine a bit there. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's such a great film. And like, it's really like, I want to see, like, obviously you're, I think you're primed to do a, a feature. I think you're ready to do a feature film would you would you agree with that assessment i'd love to do we'd done a we'd done a horror feature about i guess it's been about six or seven years now um but i'd love to dump, jump into another one i think we've been kind of playing in the short space just as a way to you know experiment with different stories and try yeah. out different styles and like i said i'm i'm primarily an editor um so i feel like i still have you know room to grow as a director so doing these shorts is a good way to kind of train myself and just see where my strengths are maybe what i need to work on that kind of thing Hundred percent. So when you when you made that sure that feature, uh, what was it called? Patient, right? Yep. So when you made Patient, the feature, like what, what would you would you do a lot differently? Like, did you learn a lot by do that that experience? Yeah, I definitely learned a lot. I mean, as far as what I might do differently, um, you know, I don't know. It's it's interesting because I feel like, you know, you make especially with the films. It's like that was sort of a product of you know who I was and what I was going through at the yeah, time. Sure, like, not course. that it was anything heavy, but just just as far as like a snapshot of, you know, where I was at in life and what yeah. I knew and what I didn't know. And um, so I feel like everything that came out of that, it was beneficial in some sense, you know, whether I learned something or, um, you know, was able to sort of take whatever I could away from that. So I, I don't, I don't think I'd do anything differently, honestly. I think, especially with these shorts too, it's kind of just been gratifying to, to, to come up with an idea, make something, you know, see how it comes out, like see how audiences react to it. And then, you know, use that experience to build up for the next one. So. And you're, you're uh, a generation of, like you said, alluded in your bio on your website and also in the blog, blog that that Raiders of the Lost Ark is your influence, I guess, right? But I, I, it came out before you were born, right? So when did you pick up? When did you first watch Raiders? I don't know when I, yeah, I was born in 86. So I probably watched it. Um, I mean, I, you know, it's probably like early 90s or something like that. Yeah. Certainly didn't catch it in the theater, which would have been awesome. But yeah, I, I grew up, I grew up on like the Spielberg uh, sort of films, which I love. Um, and I also grew up sort of in like the horror realm. Uh, my dad yeah. would show me R-rated movies that I probably shouldn't have watched. You know, like I think I remember the first R-rated movie I saw was uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Like it was I, I would have if I had to stay home sick from school. That's when my dad would be like, hey, boy, watch this. You know, he'd have something on VHS he recorded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, Jurassic Park, you know, Greatest Lost Ark, The Thing. Um, and of course, I, I think one of the one of the bigger influences I had is I got into filmmaking. Uh, for myself was the evil dead i had a buddy named sam that showed me that I, I can't remember how old we were we were young too young um but that was the first time i had seen sort of a a, a film outside of the studio you know braiders is obviously um a, a great film but more studio polish whereas the evil dead you know you're getting camera angles and things that you don't necessarily see a lot um so for me that was cool because i was like whoa this is like this guy is doing all this stuff that like i feel yeah. like i'm you know doing or <laughs> trying to do um you know cool. playing with the camera in different ways so that sort of merging that you know higher level of studio you know movie magic with sort of like the more like indie raw stuff uh, especially in the horror genre yeah um, i just tried to find some 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 way to sort of recreate that in my own way 
So last question for you. We send you the audience uh, feedback video. Uh, what did you think about the audience? What they had, what our audience had to say about your film? Did they get what you're trying to say? Did they, did you enjoy their comments? Oh, absolutely. No, I mean, it's always like, it's funny. You see those videos and you're just sort of like sitting there giggling the whole time. You're like, this is cool. <laughs> um, no, I, I love it. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare that I feel like you get to see, and I feel like I maybe have said this before and like, some interviews or something it's it's that candid experience that you just don't get a lot like I, I think that's what I love so much about um I think it's what I love so much by going to film festivals is you get to like be in the audience mm -hmm. you know and no I'm you know nobody knows who I am they're not gonna you know so it's 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 fun for me to be in that crowd sort of like a silent observer and and see if you know people are laughing at the right moments or yeah. you know, getting excited at the right moments and I think the audience video is sort of just a different outlet for that and I, I love that you get to sort of see how people react to your film in you know, real time or as they're after a fresh viewing. Um, Cause I feel like that's always like the, the impression that matters is, you know, that initial, like, how did you feel right when you came out of it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't, I love it. I mean, it's, it's always really gratifying and <laughs> I have a good time with it. Well, it seems like you guys, you're, 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 you have a nice collaboration going. Your, your cinematographer is obviously very talented. A lot of really interesting shots in the film really executed really well. There's so much moving parts. Like this is a very difficult film to make and uh, you've like visual effects alone, but there's a lot of focus pulling. There's a lot of camera movement going on. There's a lot of like, he's got to hit his mark and then and, like, and there's so much going on. So it's really a nicely executed short film. So that's what I meant to alluded to the feature. And like, I love to see you take another run at the feature um, market with kind of a concept like this and see what, see what comes of it. And uh, like I said, you, we were talking before the podcast, like you're in the right city. Atlanta, they say, is the new uh, Los Angeles, right? So, Right, yeah. No, it's it's awesome, man. I feel like, you know, again, I'm fortunate enough to have a really good team of guys. And uh, yeah, Matt's awesome. And uh, he's actually, he's been training sort of as a steady cam operator, which is what we yeah. mostly shot this film on, which was, yeah. I mean, spoils me because I'm just like, we can we can move and do all these because I love to try and. Yeah, you but, know, you, but, does it, but it doesn't take away from the film, right? Like we don't, as a, the first viewing, you don't notice it as, as a viewing member. You're just because you're watching the film. And then you watch it the second time, you're like kind of seeing what he does or what you guys do. Yeah, it's really nicely done. It's like, it's you know, like people like like use a steady cam just for the sake of do, using a steady cam. Like every kind sure. of shot yeah. thematically made sense in your film. So nice direction, by the way. So Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we actually um initially we were going to try and shoot it all in one shot which we could first of all we were like nah but it was also like yeah it came down to that conversation like is it is it do anything for the story and we're like no yeah. it feels like it's just kind of a cool thing we could say we did so at that exactly. point we scrapped it uh, but yeah we definitely tried to, to keep that in mind but uh yeah no it's and again we had another guy that um named roni that was kind of helping with you know camera blocking to make sure that you know it was safe when he's running around and another great guy we work with named joe who's an excellent focus puller but yeah i couldn't have done it without all yeah. these guys's help and um yeah so all right man congratulations uh your dog made a cameo uh during it's an audio podcast but your dog was in the back seat during the whole interview and it didn't say a word it was like the, the most well-trained dog i've ever experienced on a podcast so all right man yeah, thank you so great. much i can't wait to see your next film let's talk again when that's made and uh congratulations on the success of this film it's like winning all kinds of awards so you well deserved awesome thank you so much one two three four five six seven eight